name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. I've got some horrible news, and it's it's a uh, boy. It really it really shook me up. And um, Ricky Lake, the old uh, talk show host. I don't know how old she is, but you know, old talk show host has been apparently struggling with hair loss for 30 years. Hair loss, struggle, 30 years. Shocking. I mean, that is... Uh, I saw it on a People magazine cover, and I got to tell you, like, it was... Um, it definitely took me out of my head for a minute, and I realized, though, very quickly, so have I. So what? That, what what's going on, People magazine? Why Ricky Lake? Why does she... Is it because she's a woman that she gets that kind of attention? Kind of sexist, kind of sexist against men. And that, you know, I just, I really, you know, it's, it's enough already. The amount of sexism men have had to endure over the years. You know, why does she get all the attention for hair loss struggle? Okay. You know, other people have struggled like Ricky Lake. Mm-mm. Poor Ricky. That's a struggle. That is a struggle. Uh, I have some good news and that is that, um, uh, well, Here's the bad news first. The, I mean, it's like worse than Ricky Lake's hair loss struggle. I'm not even kidding. I had to postpone my race another year. Isn't that, that is a bummer. And that's not a joke. I'm disappointed about that. And the reason is, is because I love the race and I have a really good time putting it on and loving it. And I run it the day before and it's just the whole tradition that it's become. And so I was really bummed to, to have to cancel in 2020 and then to have to, I figured 2021 was going to be the year, but I can't even get permits. Can't even get permits. State parks, not even, not even offering. So that's disappointing. Um, so I'm still in that world uh, of that kind of disappointment. However, a little glimmer is that a couple running clients of mine had a very good day yesterday because um, the husband... Uh, his 40th birthday, he wanted to run 40 miles. So they've been working really hard and he killed it. And um, his wife, uh, who didn't wasn't really training for the 40, but just to support him, she ran, ended up running 33. Like they had never run a marathon. Like that's how amazing this is. And they had a great day. I was, you know, I talked to them a few times during the day as they were running. And then toward the end of the day, they were just, you know, fam- everyone was joining. People were joining them, you know, to run portions of it safely, you know, socially distanced and stuff. I started biting my nails because I was like, I I have a lot riding on it. Like I want them to, you know, finish, right? And I want them to be successful, you know, for their sake, of course, but also for my sake because, you know, I want them to like, you know, do it. Um, So that was pretty cool. Uh, they, they did it. They did it great. And uh, I wanted them to, it would just be a bummer if they were, you know, people were like, how, how have your running clients done? Well, they... You know, they attempted it. Oh, they didn't finish? Well, yeah, but they also ended up in the hospital. But, you know, hey, they're only, it's like the beginning. You know, it's not my fault, I would say, probably. And then that they were successful. I'm like, that's my fault too. Um, And so I can take credit for both sides or not. The interesting thing about it is when you, and I've seen this so many times that it's like ridiculous. It might as well be a study. It's so many anecdotes. How many anecdotes make a study is my question. Thousand? thousand anecdotes is that a study thousand thousand stories a thousand personal stories in a journal is a study i think that's true when you do something that's a little out of the ordinary of what people expect of you that could be how you eat 
That could be running a race that sounds crazy to some people. People don't have a lot of, uh, you know, control. They will just say stuff and they have no problem piping in on things that you're doing that have nothing to do with them and you didn't ask their opinion of those things. But they're going to be able to just kind of step in and tell you that, you know, you're nuts. And I don't... Hey, so, you know, like in the nutritional realm, it might look like something like, uh, oh, I don't know, you know, hey, if you try to feed your uh, children plant-based, you're going to kill them. It'd be like that. Uh, and that's, unfortunately, it's not even that far off. You feed your kids plant-based? Are you trying to murder them? Is that is that the, was that is that your game? Because if that's your end game, totally do not feed them dairy. Because if, if you're trying to kill them, then, then uh, yeah. Um, my positive spin on that, and I'm going to try to make a positive spin because you know you guys know, always always know I'm 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 very um, very new agey. I always try to put a positive positive thinking. You know that's my thing. I think it does come from a place of care. I think it comes from a place of worry. When some when you're running a, you know an ultra marathon and somebody's like not familiar with it and they're not studied in it. See, because nobody comments on those kinds of things who are studied in nutrition and or running. Right? It's not. It's it's it comes, but it does come from a place of care. It's like they're worried. It's sometimes not helpful that's all it's kind of annoying when you're stressed about it or you're trying to get this done and you've done the research yourself you sort of don't want to hear it but i think it comes from a good place so if you're in that situation where you're eating in a way that is different now from your family and what they've come to know you as and you've made a change oh i don't know because you're malleable and adaptable and actually versatile and you have and you can think for yourself and you make a decision that you think is in is in best interest based on good information but that trips up people's expectations of you and makes them kind of look at what they're doing. And so they're going to have to make comments about that. Just, you know, stand your ground. I don't know. <sighs> Easier said than done. Just make sure you're informed and just, just, yeah, huh? oh, humor them. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I know. I know. I know. Yes. I am trying to kill my children. That's exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm. Um, it's cheaper to kill your children. I mean, let's face it. Can we face it? There's a lot, a lot less expenses I've noticed. Or so I hear. Um, so, yeah. Uh, thank you to every. <laughs> what a weird. I went from hair loss tragedy to uh, infanticide. Uh, not even really the infant thing. If you feed your kids plant-based, let's face it, you're putting them in danger. Except for when it comes to the science. Other than that, though. Other than the fact that it's actually a healthier way to eat. Other than that, you're putting them in danger. Other than that. In every other way, you're putting them in danger except for the actual facts. Okay? So that's how that goes. Thank you to everybody who uh, Patreons me. Uh, got another Small Step Intensive client. So I am loving it. Smallstepintensive.com. Show notes. Check them. But thank you, everybody who supports me. Six Truths is available for pre-order. I'm only going to mention one more thing because it's till the end of February. If you come on as a Patreoner, for $10 or more per month. Not only do you get a Nutty Nut Nut shirt, by the way, just got a new badge in. They look fantastic. Organic cotton shirts are fantastic. But you also get a uh, eight ounce bag of my home roasted coffee. Are you freaking kidding me? I did make a mistake last week. I said Mexican fair trade organic because that's what I had been getting. But then I re then well then I got the coffee in and I realized and remembered that I had actually ordered Ethiopian because they didn't have enough of the Mexican. So it's Ethiopian organic. I had ordered it like a whole day before. How am I supposed to remember what I ordered? That's a long time ago. I don't remember. That's I, It's ancient history. The Ethiopian 
is fantastic. It's, it's, I have to say, I kind of think it's edging out the Mexican, but I don't know. I don't, I'm going to reserve a little bit of judgment right now. Okay. Anyway, before February, 2021, just, you know, become a Patreoner for 10 bucks a month. Look, 10, I think that people like to know, like, how much is that per day? You know, people always go like for the price of a cup of coffee per day. So 10 bucks a month would be, so I don't have a calculator, but 30 on average per It's like, it's something like negative $2 and 73 cents a day. It's, if you spend $10 a month, it's like negative, it's like negative $2. It's like somebody's paying you $2 and 73 cents a day to support me on Patreon for 10 bucks a month. How, that's crazy. How can you afford not to do that? You would make, I think you make money doing that mathematically. I am going to get nutty nut nut on the breathing thing. This, I almost named this episode, uh, the annoying episode about breathing. So if you're like, Sid, I breathe, I think every day uh, already, hit pause. I don't care. I'm not talking about that, the normal breathing, because guess what the normal breathings do? It's another thing that's not doing well for us, the way we normally breathe. Now, you might be Mr. You know, critis, critis, criticizer, criticism, Stein, about this, and you might go, sit breathing, really? But here's the thing. Here's, here's how I look at it. You guys, did you read my first book, Approaching the Natural? This is how I see things. I see, thing, I see intermittent fasting this way. I see my running coaching this way. I see my nutritional coaching this way. I don't see it as a new way to do things. I see it as a return to the more natural way, the approaching the natural, not fully natural because we're living in a nutty nut nut world. It's what it is, but it's more, it's more natural. So you can say, well, breathing coaching, what do you need breathing? We all breathe. Sure. I know. And we all eat too. Freaking Twinkies. Do you know what I'm saying? We all run too, but in super padded shoes with high heels and crazy arch support. And, you know, so it, we've clearly moved in the opposite direction of, of, an, of an existence that's more in line with our natural design. I'm going to, I'll argue that till the cows come home because cows are super unnatural. They're not wild. The paleo people ate meat, not that kind of meat, not, not by a long shot. They did not, they wouldn't even recognize it. Then if they did, they wouldn't be able to talk about it because they couldn't talk. I don't think. They'd probably draw a picture about it somewhere. I don't know. Mm. I still can't get over Ricky Lake's hair loss struggle. 30 years a struggle for 30 years. Struggling some, for something for 30 years. That's got to take it out of her. Oh, man. If I were she, I would just like compartmentalize the shit out of that. I'd be like, let me stick this down in the lower left quadrant and leave it there because I cannot keep this struggle up. It's 30 years of hair loss struggle. That's just enormous. God, can people who are in like starving countries help her? Because it's important stuff. Nobody should have to struggle that long with something so serious. You know what she should do? I think she should shave her head like I did because think about the money she would save in conditioner and shampoo. I've saved thousands. I own properties in every major country in Europe because of the money I've saved in shampoo and conditioner. <clears throat> breathing. Okay. So this is a return to a more natural way to breathe. When I teach somebody a running gait and kind of have the proper way to run that's in line with our, again, our, the way where bodies are designed, we're not designed to smash our heels into the ground in front of us and smack our joints in, you know, into oblivion. It, we're meant to run very lightly and, you know, really, really kind of gingerly on the more balls of our feet, mid to forefront. And, we're, and and that's how we would run. If you took off your shoes right now and ran on a trail, that's how you're supposed to run. You look out for shit because there's stuff around. 
And so you don't smack the ground and block, block. You you gotta go. You're kind of you're kind of light and fluffy because you gotta watch out and you gotta pay attention because you're forced to pay attention. But then we just said you don't like trails because they're too weird. They look weird. Let's. I want to pave over them and make them 100% flat so that there's no nooks and crannies because that's too much for me to deal with. I don't have to pay attention. I don't want to have to pay attention to anything. So we smooth it over and then we start not running the way that we're supposed to run. Repeated smashing of our, of our bodies. And then we go, you know, running's not for me. My knees, it's just not good for me. Right, you're a human being, the best endurance runner in the world, but yeah, you know, you're just, you're, but your body's not designed for running. Um, with a little exception, maybe there's somebody in Tulsa who can't run. I don't know. I'm not, I haven't studied every person. I do have a thousand anecdotes on that. So the title of this episode is what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And the reason why it's a breathing episode, but it has to do with a Vegas nerve, clever take on Vegas. Wouldn't you say, would you agree? Would you agree? Is because proper breathing stimulates the Vegas nerve and among other things, but in, but not Look, you can go down the rabbit hole of, of Vegas nerve, and I have, but that's part of my job. You may or may or not want to, but I'm just saying you can. It's not necessary. Just like nutrition, by the way, you can go down the rabbit hole and memorize every every 13 vitamins and every of the 70-odd trace minerals and every every freaking phytochemical that we know of and try to find the ones that we're still discovering and go down that craziness. But to eat well day-to-day is very simple, very simple. It's It doesn't sell to make it simple and sells to make it overcomplicated, but it, it is simple. Running is simple. Well, is simple when, when, you know, when you get past the data gathering and, and all the stuff to go out and run in a way that, you know, is attentive and awesome for you is, is very simple. It's very simple. But the way that the, that the breathing, the proper breathing, which is also very simple too, but again, it's having to learn something that we lost and having to come back to that and do it in, in a proper way. That's again, emboldening for us immune system and otherwise. And the vagus nerve is so linked into that that I that it's just uh, very very interesting to me and and profoundly I'm just kind of looking at the, it's like all it's 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 an another one of those matrix moments for me, you know taking the red pill and go holy crap it's all kind of formulating how you breathe while you're running, how nutrition supports your body while you're running and supports your body in general and a lower stress the way that we it's all linked in. And I'm not even on LinkedIn. Think about that for a second. The vagus nerve stimulates gut function. Okay, there's a, there's a, it's like a highway between the brain and the gut, but also, oh, I don't know, the vagus nerve, every freaking organ. It's like attaching to, it's the whole, it regulates the whole, they call it the viscera, which I find so like erudite. Can you just say like organs inside your body? No, it's the, uh, we, what we refer to as the viscera. <laughs> Um, but like 90% of the information comes from the gut up to the brain. There's a constant uh, just back and forth of information. Here's shit that's coming in. Watch out brain. And here's the stress. And here's the kind of food that's going. And here's some chemical. We got to deal with this stuff. And here's the, some sort of invader. And we got to deal with that. Check this guy out. Go. And there's like emails going back and forth. I think there actually are emails. The vagus nerve is the thing. And to stimulate it means stimulating or helping balance i'll put it this way the sympathetic and the parasympathetic those are part of the autonomic nervous system which was like you we don't have in charge of you know like the heart rate and the breathing and the whatever but we do now it's you know wim hof was a big 
big part of that is that when they studied him in, in actual university and hospitals and things, they realized that, that we do have an effect on the autonomic nervous system. When we conscious put our conscious attentive selves into the way we breathe most of the time, because we can't all the time, because, oh, I don't know, we have a job, for instance. But when we take some times to attentively breathe, the way that we can attentively pay attention to the way we run and attentively pay attention to the way that we eat, we can thrive and we can do really well. And we don't even have to do it all the time, not even close. We can still maintain a life in the modern world and do the things that we need to do, but also forge out some time, whatever that is in the beginning, to to return in degrees to a more natural existence wherever we can find those pockets to do so within that. So in other words, you got to go out to lunch with your friends at work. And so it's going to be to the freaking chilies for a blooming onion, uh, I guess. But then, you know, what did you eat that morning in your house? What did you snack at snack with at your desk? Maybe you had fresh fruit in the morning and maybe you snacked with celery and, and, and baby carrots. But Sid, baby carrots, they're not totally natural. They don't have the stems. You think that I give a flying crap. Are they more natural than a blooming onion? Yes. Yes. Or so I've told. And I've been told that anecdotally. The proper breath. Okay. The natural breath. This is what this is what was fascinating for me. Is that CO2, carbon dioxide, is, you know, it's the way you blow, you exhale. Because it's poison. You want to get it out of your body. Turns out we get out, we get rid of too much. Okay, this is like the, this is as I'm now coaching people breathing, which I freaking love. I'm done. I did the exam and I'm done with two full case of my case studies with two, uh, two people who I used for case study who were very nice enough to allow, allow me to guinea pig them. Um, and then there's a third that I'm almost finished a week away. Then, then I will be done certified and everything done. But with my small step intensive clients, I'm kind of doing a little, a, you know, getting in a little bit into that subject because Obviously, the my approach is management of 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 stress levels is to because we thrive when we keep our stress levels. Guess what? Most of the time, managed, not too little, not too much. Strengthen so that you're ready for the times where those stress levels are going to spike because they are. But if you're more ready for it, good life. If you're not ready for it and you're triggered by freaking everything, that's a rough go. That's that's like as bad as Ricky Lake has it. Like that's how bad that is. The proper way to breathe is to allow additional CO2 buildup in the blood, to allow a higher level of CO2 in the blood, to make your body, le- wait for it, less sensitive to CO2. The exercises that I coach now and what I learned in this course, which was a f- kind of a mind blower, are to lower your sensitivity to CO2, to allow you to exist with more CO2 essentially in your blood at any given time. And here's why. Because oxygen in your blood is is trans- most of it, 98% of it is attached to hemoglobin in your in your in your red blood cells. And so you it's traveling around and that oxygen is attached to it and in theory the hemoglobin releases the oxygen that it got from the lungs into the tissues of your body. That's how it's supposed to work. You breathe, the oxygen comes in, it goes in your bloodstream and then releases into your tissues. 98% in the hemoglobin, 2% dissolved into the blood, but most of it's hemoglobin, right? So what's the big deal? Well, you want you, then you should just breathe all the time as much as you can, which is how we breathe. 
in the modern world because we're stressed. So we're breathing them 20, 30 times a minute. And what we're doing by that, by breathing that much is we're kicking out CO2, but here's the too much CO2. So here's the problem. CO2, as it rises a little bit in the blood, it triggers the release of the oxygen from the hemoglobin into the tissues, which is where we want the oxygen. We don't want it sitting in the blood because it doesn't do anything. We want to go to the muscles. We want to go into our cells so that we can actually function and make energy and all the things we need oxygen for, right? So if we over-breathe, and this is what I never understood. I always figured people didn't breathe enough, like they were kind of holding their breaths. But actually, it turns out because of just modern world stress, we're over-breathing. We're, we've got a ton of oxygen, not enough CO2. And so that oxygen, if you measure it, and I have nerdy little pulse oximeters, I have three of them around my house, because I never know when I'm going to need a pulse oximeter. I'm like, am I in the kitchen right now? Where's my pulse oximeter? <laughs> and I start over-breathing, and then I take it, and I measure it. Um, I'm kidding, but I'm not. I have three of them. I'm not even joking. I have one. I'm looking at one right now. I could, I could put my finger in it right now and tell you what my percentage, my blood oxygen percentage is. Isn't that nerdy? I know. <sighs> um, ladies, I'm taken. Uh, anyway. And so, so, so when you slow your breath down and I'm going to talk about exactly how slow you allow CO2 to build in between breaths or even while you're doing your breast, you're allowing a little additional CO2, thereby allowing a more, it's called the Bohr effect, actually, B-O-H-R. Um, uh, the Bohr effect, which is the release of oxygen from the hemoglobin into the tissues as a result of risen, risen as a result of a rise of CO2. So what's very interesting is it's kicking out so much CO2 is not a good thing. A slow and relaxed uh, exhale is the name of the game because that slowing and that lengthening of your breath and not over breathing is the name of the game. Now, when you're exercising, you can't do that as much. So it's more like when you're hanging around talking. Now I will say that the nasal part of it, breathing through your nose is absolutely essential because when you breathe through your nose, there's a natural slowing of your breath. You can't inhale as fast through your nose as you can through your mouth, which is why I've been so weird about taping my mouth shut for the last now almost four months. But now I'm breathing throughout the night through my nose, never did before. And then when I began, I could only do about two hours and then I'd take the tape off my mouth because I felt like I was going to die. Now I wake up in the morning and I've still got the tape on and I breathe through my nose the whole time. I, my nose is way less congested and I can breathe through my nose virtually all day. And even when I'm running. And this is the link between that I love between the, the running because I'm a, definitely a slower running proponent. I think that... People push it too much day to day. Again, there's little spikes. You can do a little interval run. You can do a little tempo run. But day to day running and exercise in general should be at a much lower rate than most people do. And when you're breathing through your nose, um, if you can breathe through your nose when you're running, you're probably at a good pace. If you can't, if you've got to open your mouth because you're dying, you're pushing it too much. So it's even a great indicator of your pace and your your how much you're pushing it. If you can breathe through your nose through exercise. Um, you're probably doing okay. And if you can't slow down till you can, but Sid, I run an eight fifteen minute mile and I have for 10 years. I can't stop. Okay. Yeah. Don't stop. Mm. So the basic breathing model. Okay. And again, you don't need to go through the craziness of the vagus nerve and the, the nitty gritty of it, but the parasympathetic side of our nervous system. The sympathetic is the fight or flight. That's where we're, we're tipped. We're, our modern existence is tipped to the side of the sympathetic nervous system because of just life, everything we're doing. 
and then a pandemic on top of that, it's a wonder, right? And so the parasympathetic, they call it the rest and digest side of thing. It's the it's the lower stress side of those things. But but digestion as a nutritionist, I'm going, holy crap, right? That is stimulated by a long, slow exhale. It's stimulated. The vagus nerve stimulates proper gut function. That's going to be digestion and the, the health of the gut bacteria and everything else that the gut bacteria does and the internal organs, the functioning of the body. And when we slow our breath down, we lower our stress. And when we slow our breath down, we allow a little more CO2 in the bloodstream that allows more oxygenation of the tissues, more efficient and cleaner running body. When we slow our breath down, we stimulate that parasympathetic, that vagus nerve. Here's the, here's the kind of idea. Instead of 20 or 30 breaths a minute, it's about five to six breaths a minute. That's a lot slower. And it's actually hard in the beginning to slow your breath down that much. If you want to try it, there's actually some really cool apps out there. I'm not connected to any of them. I just, if you, if you just like go to your app store and go to breathing app or breath app, there's one that I use. That's like a gray screen with a big white ball in the middle and you can program it. And so I have mine set for a four second inhale and a six second exhale four colon six. It looks like, and I now in my car for the first 10 minutes of my drive to the resort, that's what I do. Just, I just, and it's sound, it's sound and visual. So if you, if you don't want sound, you can look at the ball, it gets bigger as you're inhaling and then it gets smaller as you're, as you're exhaling. But I do the sound so I can drive and I just go by the sound, inhale for the four seconds and exhale. And over time, I slowly lengthen and soften my breath. And on that four second inhale, I'm not breathing all the way in on purpose. I'm breathing very quiet, silent, light, not even near a full breath. But in doing so, the air in slowing that down, even slowing that down through the nose, it goes down deeper into the lungs and even more oxygenation occurs. And because that occurs in the bottom parts of the lungs, most people, when they're breathing really fast, breathe upper chest. You'll see people sort of raise their shoulders and their chest will kind of go out. They're breathing too much. And when you slow your breath down, your chest and shoulders really stay the same. They don't, mu- they don't move much and you instead breathe what they say, they, you breathe horizontally. So in other words, your midsection, your diaphragm, your intercostal, the bottom ribs, the lower ribs in the back and front expand outward horizontally. And, you, and it's just awesome to play with. And the fact of the matter is, it's the bigger picture of all this, you guys. This is the same thing about food. And this is the same thing. We, we want to make things about breathing. And we want to make things about food. We want to make things about running. But essentially, this is paying attention. Focusing on breath slows the breath. Slowing the breath reduces the stress. Reduce the stress, boost the immune system, improve sleep. It's a focus. It's where are you putting, where are you putting your attention? Where are you putting your attention most of the time, I would say? And like everything else that I talk about, nutrition and everything, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a game of proportions because we can't attend to our breath, even if we were living in the wild, by the way, we, we would get killed. We would get killed by an animal if we were standing around going in 1,000, 1,000, you know, out to three, you know, it was like the animal would just be like, hey, can you, I'm going to go ahead and kill you because this is too easy. You're not even running because you're standing there breathing and focusing on how the expansion of your diaphragm, that's crazy. What are you doing that for? You might as well feed your kids plant-based. That's so crazy. Or run 40 miles. That's nuts. You're probably going to die, I would imagine, with no reason for me to think that factually. But it, it, so how much attention? What is the proportion of attention to 
the crazies of the world, social media and everything, news and everything, versus times that you're attentive to your breath, times that you're attentive to the way you move your body, times that you are attentive to what you're putting in your mouth. That's it's it. It's a matter of proportions. It's a matter of proportions. But if you back out four steps from any of these things, you will see they are all all linked. The way you run can minimize stress or the way you exercise can minimize stress. It can also add stress, by the way. The way that you eat can minimize stress, but it can also add stress, by the way. The way that you breathe can minimize stress, but it can add stress as well, by the way. Any of these things can either add or minimize stress depending on how much attention you pay to them and even back behind that, how much attention you pay to your life in general. Did you give up? Did you give in? Did you fracture and split? Did you undo everything? I never did. I never did. Did you crack and fret? Did you went away? Did you live beneath a fiery rose? Well, I, I, I never did. I never did. I never did. I never did. Roll around the curves, down straightaways Obstacles are nothing but in the way Both of us standing in blindsided Knowing what's wrong and everything's so far away Far away Standing in blindsided, knowing what's wrong, everything 
so far away Far away 